0: Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the
1: Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 11th of May 2020. Another lockdown week and we're busy waiting for Boris to come along and tell us what we can and can't do. No going to the pub, but maybe, maybe going to the beach. Who knows? Sunny weekend. So let's go on to prices. seed rape, we're not going to talk about old crop anymore, we're going to talk about new crop. Uh, It is delivered store, harvest movement, 300. Uh, I I see there being a hiccup in terms of uh, available storage. I see no boats moving out at harvest time, and I think, thank goodness the yield is going to be awful. Uh, Although, there are some fields that even allowing for them looking good because the flowers are covering all the bare patches there are some fields that actually look really good and uh, having had a conversation with a farmer this morning regarding that as i said isn't it a shame that lots of people can't drive past and admire your lovely rape fields it's just uh, everyone's locked down so they can't see how good you are so there's your rape moving on i'm going to go straight on to wheat old coffee wheat x-store Futures store. We can pay 150 to our members. If you were selling at X farm for May, currently old crop is worth 146. I clearly said last week. I think old crop, the wheat, is there. Farmers have got that tonnage. It was a big harvest. I still hold with that. I still think that market in the end will trade lower. New crop. That market's actually moved up a little bit. I called it to come down last week. Obviously the rain came in it was good it certainly made everything look a lot better Uh, but we now have a dry forecast ahead of us again so as much to do with that and to do with the fact there were some very good export figures out of Europe the French market has gone up and we've kind of followed it so current value for November 157x which is a couple of quid up looks reasonably robust and firm today so I think we're going to see uh ongoing i think uh, yeah it's 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 reasonably well supported so we're going to go through the long weekend very hot very dry sentiment might be moving back towards drought Uh, there's a lot to ask of it 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 really will be dependent upon weather forecasts more than anything else i believe one other thing to consider the being part of Europe we have a mechanism that kicks into place if the US corn price drops below a certain level there is a tariff added to any potential purchases of corn so at this moment in time the tariff for any imports of corn is 10.4 euros now obviously when we're brexited brexited uh, and we're free market let anything come in uh, country then that probably that 10.4 euros will disappear so if we weren't in Europe at this point we would have the opportunity to buy corn 10 euros cheaper than than is available now so I I think looking ahead uh, that that could be a sign of trouble later on for next season let's move on to the subject I want to talk about mostly today which is barley Um, and I want to talk about not old crop because we've had that conversation and I've gloated about my incredible cleverness of predicting what happens every single year now this year coming I am ex- I am concerned about the wave of barley the, the surge of it that's going to come our way there's a big spring barley crop Not a massive winter barley crop, but there's plenty of feed barley out there. And although the feed barley price is is a £35 discount to wheat, which is way below what it should be, there isn't the markets for it. Now, there will be some exports, but that's been undermined by a a phenomenally good-looking Spanish crop, which has had all the rain that we normally have. And so they're going to be well self-supplied by barley for most of it. And so our market uh, opportunities have shrunk a bit. And on top of that, it just it just seems to be everywhere you look. There's barley, you know. We've been talking to our farmers. What are the got coming in? What's your What's your plans? And it's barley, 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 barley. And and I just all right. Lots of it's spring malting barley, but that doesn't help. There's going to be a lot of malting barley downgraded. I can't see the point in putting feed barley into store at this point unless it comes really cheap at harvest. I've got to cover the cost of storage intake outtake money tied up and bluntly unless i'm buying it i i I think feed barley harvest is going to be in the region of 110 pounds a ton now hopefully this is that this is the darkest hour i'm giving you a kind of price that that's as as bad as it's going to be but if we do get rain if we do get a biggish crop then i think yeah it will be less than that yeah so feed barley 110x the darkest hour i think i can't see it being much better than that leading up to harvest i just can't see any golden buyers of feed barley going to take the price through the roof yes there'll be some some consumers who're maxing out on feed barley but i think they've got plenty to choose from so i'm afraid harvest movement barley unless you're a store member i think it's going to be a pretty pretty grotty price so prepare yourself for that one hopefully there'll be some boats and hopefully i'm wrong i'm just trying to get your head around it because more often than not you leave it till harvest and harvest time the price does get slaughtered now if you can get some forward pricing on your feed barley if you need harvest movement maybe that's a tactic you need to get your head head around so that's that's the grim bit on the feed barley on malting barley we've got lots of people asking us for prices it's very clear that that several uh, not only us, but our competitors have got issues with storage carryover, uh, a limited amount of space at harvest time, and I think it, it that is going to be again a little bit of blood on the carpet. Obviously, there is a premium. Winter barley acreage wasn't that that significant, so hopefully, the craft, um, which is our main variety, will be there'll be a good premium for it. But let's just see what volume comes at us at the moment. There's we've got enough carryover of old crop to, to to see the early markets through and yeah, we'll we'll there will be premiums. I'm trying to be I'm trying to sound cheerful. It, it, this this is probably the worst moment. In in three weeks' time the weather may well have been scorching dry, long range forecast dry ahead, and these prices will be dramatically different if having a good price is what makes you cheerful. The reality is you'll have half a tonne or a tonne an acre less and it'll you'll be in the same place. So at this moment, the prices look gruesome. There we are. Right, I've got a couple of uh, old old um, anecdotal observations to make. The first one, this year, 2020, it has been very prominently, probably the most prominently clear, that the oak trees were in, in leaf ahead of the ash trees. And as any old person, if you take away his uh, his old sayings, he has no use to society. Um, So the oak before ash, you're in for a splash. Ash before oak, you're in for a soak. So it is very clear the oak is out first, so it's going to be a splash, which means we're not going to get very much rain between now and harvest. Now, if that old wives' tale comes true, I can gloat for having an old phrase that's correct, and I can be incredibly sad because there's not very much grain to trade so let's hope the old wives tale doesn't come true certainly the ongoing forecast at this moment has has swung all the way back around to dry and there is a deficit of, of rainfall as we all know in in the whole of the north Western corner of Europe, which we are part. So at this moment, we really do need a forecast to give us something in about two weeks' time. And there is nothing, as I record, on the horizon. So with that miserable thought for yield and fantastic thought for prices, I shall leave you. And on Sunday, Boris will be telling us what we can and can't do in terms of when we can go out again. So uh, hopefully, you'll be all feeling cheerful when you listen to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade Of this opinion is yours.
0: Get your website working for you with East Coast Design Studio. Want to know how to increase traffic to your website? East Coast Design Studio are offering a free full site assessment and SEO appraisal to help you improve the performance of your business. Each website report comes with a clear, actionable and prioritised list of recommendations that you can implement in order to reach more customers. Want to get more visitors to your website? Go to eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk and click on the ribbon on the homepage. Oh, and did we mention, it's free. And now it's time for Farm chat.
1: Right, today it's um, Webby and me in the office covering uh, covering the phones, day before VE Day, uh, sunny weekend ahead. What's your plan, Webby?
2: Oh, yeah, up to the usual. Um, lock in? Yeah, lock in. Actually, we are going to, I think, uh, to celebrate VE Day, this is classic North Norfolk Village, but I think everyone's going to dine out tomorrow night. We're all going to order a chippy and uh, sit around the green in yeah. isolation.
1: That's nice. Yeah.
2: Pubs uh, back on serving grubs, so yeah, it'd
1: be a uh, good. You, is that's a
2: community spirited thing to do. That is good, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Pity about them ones who can't come in their holiday home. Oh. <laughs> anyway, right. So, we've got uh, we've got a market that's sort of going up. In you know, I guess it is uh, dry weather and good exports from Europe, and we've got farmers. Kind of beginning to think, uh oh, harvest is on its way because we've got mm-hmm. the the <coughs> barley, the uh, awns uh, are through,
2: aren't they? Yeah, start to come. Yeah, we've even had a report of a spring barley that's um, very forward. It was a January drilled spring barley, yeah, so that's, that's coming in here as well. That's
1: great, that'll be really good fun. For does it mean
2: an early harvest it. or does nature make up for it? Well, late late?
1: Ear to shear, 10 weeks, no, reckon. I reckon we're looking at uh, where are we? now? Well, our office sweepstake is normally fifteenth of uh, July, isn't it? As a standard start. Yeah, there's always someone early, though, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Ninth is always springs to mind. So I would say tenth, first barley's on the waybridge. That'd be exciting. <laughs> Not that's, really. When you say that's sorry <coughs> mate, it's just only worth. Weapons.
2: It's it's going to be it's going to be a strange experience this year. I mean, we. I don't know if I mentioned in the last podcast, but we're. Probably a bit old school in our dealings, you know. A lot of farmers, because we're personal, we lunch in our farmers. A lot of farmers turn up with their sample, and it's like, "What do you think about this?" And we yeah. said, "Yeah, yay or nay." Yeah, Get that's some... not very nice, is it? Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> but well, it is practiced. very much a sort of like on a handshake kind of transaction. Gone, and bring it in. Which store? Bang. Will we be doing that this year? I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, will farmers be leaving a sample at the door and we'll have to phone them
1: back? And um, I don't, don't know. know. It's do we do dynamics? Is it danger money to pick up the sample bag? Mm. Do we send samples out? That's you know, that in itself no. puts somebody at risk. Yeah, but um, farmers are
2: naturally um, self isolated, though, aren't they? In this, I mean, they're the conversations you do have with farmers is they're getting about their normal everyday life, aren't they? Because this time of
1: year, they are probably not seeing many people anyway. Well, I, I mean, it's... I, I said to someone this morning, funnily enough, that I'm surprised there's not uh, more divorces in farming. There's people spending their time with their wives all the time. If they, if they go home and have lunch every day together... <laughs> goddamn, you know, I mean, there hasn't, it hasn't really changed. The, the, the best thing about this spring for farmers is... They've had um no traffic to contend with on the road, so it's actually mm. been an easy all the spuds are in. Everyone's had a fantastic yeah. run on potatoes. Yeah. It's it's well on. Really yeah. good yeah. easy spring. Yeah. Fuel prices have come down. Yeah. Um but yeah, social social isolation. I guess now they're looking for mm. an excuse to get out and go to some sort of meeting or or God, sort, yeah. you know, to actually <laughs> some, I think there's been the odd yeah. Zoom meeting going on from
2: what a few people have said, but yeah, it'll be uh, They've missed meeting season,
1: haven't they? Yeah. Well, we had a Zoom meeting the other day, and we were very grateful that... Only mm-hmm. that, uh, last half an hour, well, half an hour <coughs> limit, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the big fear was Niven last, walking down, the, down on the stairs behind with just a towel on, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Sorry, Leslie. Just, we had a joke about that. Yeah, no, so Zoom meetings are one thing but they're not not quite the same as sitting there and teasing each other about how rubbish their crops look, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, how are people going to get around the trial plots? How's that going to be done? Because you can't really get a feel just by someone else's eye or their description, can you?
2: No, I mean, that was a good point. We had we had a rapeseed variety that we were sort of paying in and sort of not officially running trials, but we were trying to use as for some marketing, and unfortunately... As soon as the rapeseed crop was wanting to come into flower, bang, the lockdowns come. So all of a sudden, that's kind of put the brakes mm. on
1: that completely. Well, this um, is going to be very much on the recommendation of the firm, isn't it? And and what that person mm. sees. So now, some of them can be independent enough. Some of them struggle a bit. And
2: you're still going to have the analysis going over the waybridge of what crops are performing and and uh, where they are. But yeah, yeah, it hasn't affected our
1: sector too much. But it's there's a few things a bit disjointed. One of the things I've decided. To is, um, this is this is going to shock you. Milling wheat. I think we need to uh, have some milling wheat growers. <laughs> <laughs> we joked about it last week, but it's it's here. No, I think we do. I think uh, for those of you that know me well, that's that's a, a draw a jaw dropping moment. You, you know Brexit, the the demand for milling wheat within the UK. There's a story, and I think we've got some people who can easily grow it on on their land. Yeah. I think we've got to address the issue of... Has
2: um has your tune changed? Because David Wright <laughs> kindly sent up some of his bags of flour and you've been making them home. I have.
1: No, I'm, that's fantastic flour. Good old... Uh, uh, brilliant. Look, look it, it's been... um Yeah, David, and he's building a mill a little bit closer just for us. Yeah. I think the rest <laughs> of the trade knows that, but he's putting a mill at Harlow because he said, I can't bear Norfolk not having milling wheat, and, and you're such fantastic merchants <laughs> i've decided to build a new mill for you at harlow that's good isn't it that's great but yeah. I, the, the the package so obviously we not deliberately
2: gave david a plug but he um he kindly sent up a few boxes of ready med ready mixed flour bread bread mix isn't it oh, best flour in the country isn't it? <coughs> oh it's great and it was um lovely so i as soon as it arrived the first night back i was it's almost like a little kid. I was quite excited, but I've never made any bread before. And it was kind of a bit of a cheat, but got into the kitchen. The missus got really angry because I just put flour everywhere, but kind of did it. And then uh, in the evening, had a lovely fresh baked bread. Mm. So I thought I'd do the kind of like social media, arty farty, take a few pictures of it, you know, try to use it on our social media. And uh, my missus put it on her Instagram. She did. I forwarded she did. it to Scotty and
1: Monty. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I got abused from them. Met- metrosexual man, hashtag.
2: All of my... Yeah, I got a barrage of comments from mates saying... Um, I won't repeat some of the words that we use, but yeah.
1: So yeah, no, it's uh, all jokes aside, us modern men cooking. Uh, yeah, no, I, I ba- baked one too, cheated, put it in a tin, and mine was taller than yours, wasn't it? Mine was more rustic. Yeah, because you didn't wash your hands. <laughs> mine was... I was really pleased with it. And I, I've got to say, they're, they're you know... Anyway, David Wright's flower. You know, there was there was another Miller who I spoke to in the early days of the podcast, and he said he'd come on if I paid him 15 grand. And I thought, well, he's nearly worth it, but, you know, it just shows the benefit of actually coming on our podcast, doesn't it? The plugs you get. <laughs> it's great, isn't it?
2: Last year, I had absolutely zero interest in gardening. And uh, I find it... Well recently replanted my gun before the lockdown actually and um now sort of uh slightly green fingered so I've been uh getting out about watering uh watering the roses and it, you do this is for me who had no interest at all in gardening I now show a slight interest in it that's a, it's that's a
1: song that isn't it good year for the roses by Elvis Costello do you know that one no <sighs>
2: ah, dying, what man. do you there, there is a bit of a um a uh, a thing going on through Facebook at the moment of um, not that you're a Facebook user, but people are talking about the most influential albums in their life. This is another plug for that. It says Danny Hughes, obviously a well-known uh, guy in the trade. Give me a plug there, but Danny's been doing it and he's um he's got not bad little music taste actually.
1: Well, I remember being in that pub in Hamburg with Danny, the Irish pub. I remember, yeah, and uh, singing our hearts out to. That's right. The local German impersonator of uh, Freddie Mercury, and one or two other <laughs> English. He was, that ones. was a good, good, um, a good
2: find. That pub. That, that was. was um, that's when Ben was in, went missing, in a it was do, in a yeah, slightly mm, dodgy area. <laughs> to get some money. Mm, <laughs> mm, anyway, yeah. But that, but that was quite
1: memorable. Um, yeah, good. Find. Yeah, we left the pub, and Danny ended up in an altercation with someone, didn't he? But that was that's coming, wasn't it? We. Yeah, never mind. But it was that was yeah, that was good fun. Mm-hmm. But what would your what would your be? What would you if you are going to have three albums? Three albums. Yeah. Uh, if you want blood, but ACDC, okay. with Problem Child on it, like that one. I would have. Uh, you see, I was a bit kind of behind the times in a sense. I I, I liked the Beatles a lot when okay. I was very young, and I I think that was. I mean, the, the 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 truth is, the biggest influence on me is early seventies rock, so Slade, yeah. and Sweet, and and crazy. Led Zeppelin. Are they were they? Yeah, Led Zeppelin four, four. That album is of is the classic of classics. Mm. That's very much. Uh, uh, that was the first concert I went to see Led Zeppelin in nineteen seventy nine at Nebworth, and there two hundred and fifty thousand people there, and it was just amazing and just a a story about that. When, when they, they finished the concert and they'd played all of the, all of the classics, except for um, A Whole Lot Of Love, which, which is the top of the pops theme. Mm. And uh, everybody left, and it obviously they'd all, in those days it wasn't mobile phones, it was light as they were waving okay, in the air. Yeah, yeah. And we all left to go back to the cars to try and get, it took hours to get out of the car, park. it was very badly mm. organised and no one sued anybody, at those, those sorts of days. And uh, literally 20 minutes after the last uh, song... Everybody had given up and started going and they suddenly came back on stage and on all the lights, of the stage came on and they started crying okay. out. Do, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a stampede. It was an unbelievably dangerous thing. You'd never, ever be allowed to do it now. People were knocked over. They ran from the car park, this crazy little funnel of people and it really was, you know, epic I oh, want people ran back. Ran back? Album, like, yeah, of course. They were doing a lot. it like, oh, I've got to on stage again. And, and it was it was totally 1970s stupidity. Anyway, what's it, so what's your... Um, I, uh, my Blur
2: was my first ever mm-hmm. album that I bought. Mm-hmm. Where were they now? An Oasis. What? Oasis. So they, were, they, they were the two sort of uh, early What's ones? the story, Morning Glory, that album. Yeah, that's a good album. Yeah, that was a good album. Um, I'm just trying to think back something. I mean, some recent ones. Yeah, I've, we mentioned the Led Zeppelin, but that was not really part of... when you only started listening to that recently, I suppose. Yeah, that was my influence. I it was, before.
1: yeah. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Listeners. It's quite it's catchy. There's a lot of... Um, they have to listen to it three or four times. It's, uh, you know, it's not st- some of the concept music of the 70s went on and on and on. And was really weird. But uh-huh. once you've listened to it a few times, you, it becomes a kind of part of what you are. It's, uh, people don't do that now. They cleanly cut some sort of track, and that's it on mm-hmm. the next track. Mm-hmm. And there's no sort of meandering through all sorts of weird noises mm-hmm. like, like the Zeppelin stuff, where he's sort of you know mm-hmm. making all sorts of you know noises in the background. I'd actually, on the music thing, I got to say, I had a, I had a poster of Debbie Harry on my bedroom wall, because Debbie Harry, par- parallel lines, early late seventies, blondie, wow, really? I, she was just the sexiest thing, A teenage pen-up. oh yeah, absolutely. I wish I had that poster still. <laughs> such a, such a memory. Did you have it laminated? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't invented in those days, be <laughs> You had to take care of things, stand well back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was I was just saying on the market report today, and you know, I'm just getting back to being grown up again. Um, this barley harvest coming at us, and and where we're going to put it. I, I'm. You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be. Uh... This is this is. The, the, there's a danger of us talking, talking our book and talking. But this is this is this is meant from. You know, this is this is true. Feelings about what we're going to do with barley at harvest time. Um, I just can't. Unless there's a really good export trade, I I, I think we're in trouble. But just logistically, mm. I mean, heaven forbid a wet
2: harvest. It just there's. I mean, it has. The, our thought processes have changed pretty dramatically. It's yo-yoed a lot because, I mean, we were sitting in here thinking in January we've got quite a large store commitment and there's, maybe not in Norfolk, but there is a lesser wheat crop in the ground. Um, and you're thinking, well, that's going to be replaced with seven tonnes of malting barley rather than ten tonnes of wheat, so maybe there's thirty 30%, 30% less requirement for storage. But with some of the barley that's now proposed to be carried, it's changed the dynamic quite considerably. It's that spring barley
1: crop that's like my nightmare. It's the, yeah. the volume of that is if we got big yield like last year, yeah. we'd be bucket. There's no there's no we couldn't cope, could we? Mm. We've altered one of our wheat sheds at Cantley into a winter barley shed which gives us a bit more uh, mm. out the back with the bins and we can you know put take a, a bit less wheat in there and move it to some other mm. stores but Wheat in itself is should be... There shouldn't be too much of an abundance of it unless it's a wet harvest. And there aren't going to be any boats. We're not competitive no. because because of the shortage next year that the less tonnes grown than is going to be used. Our price is, is on parity with the French or just under or just over, depending on what currency is doing. So there is no export opportunity. We will not be getting boats going out at these current prices. And without boats... No. It's an awfully large amount of people rely upon moving their grain and not drying it by shoving it on a boat. That that could actually this could be the perfect storm.
2: I think it's it's going to be tough. It's going to put a lot of pressure on because there's a lot of farmers that are um, routinely every year need to move barley at harvest, particularly malting
1: barley and feed barley. But if you then had a wet wheat harvest on top of that, you've and no boats to cope with the, the, the bit you can blend away. You've got a, you've got a real. I mean, we haven't got contingency. I mean, other. I'm pretty certain. I mean, the other guys who own storage, are, uh, you know, Frontier in in Norfolk, I'm sure they've got a, a strategic plan. I know they've kept a load of wheat back in some of their stores um, because they've got obviously consumption to to yeah, uh, failure, deliver to. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I bet they haven't got that much contingency up their shirt either. It's going to be, mm. you know, bearing in mind the levels of. Um, uh, assurance you have to have to have a, an outside third party yeah. store in this county there is a shortage mm. yeah and I, and I think a lot of farmers have got such a variance of crop you know they've got a little mm. bit less yeah. wheat or a lot less wheat they've got a bit more spring barley they've got some beans because they want to spread it a bit they've got yeah. a bit less rape or the all because of the flea beetle so you, you've got quite
2: Naturally, gives a farmer less storage just because of the logistics of fitting yeah. all those crops in it. Well, so it's two thin- thousand
1: ton barley store. If you've got Diablo and mm-hmm. Concerto, you can't put the two together. Right. Well, you can, but you ain't going to get the full. You're just yeah. like yeah. you're going to have to have something to split them up to mm-hmm. to because to, uh, you're aiming at, at specific markets for a miller who wants it to mm-hmm. be uniform. So, I I, I am. Uh, it's only May, and it's uh, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous. I'm very well, nervous about it. We haven't really <laughs> talked about the malts, and it's. it's
2: Possibly slightly unfair of us talking about this, but I'd make the assumption that they're going to have
1: limited availability for intake this year at harvest. Well, they're full of old, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, we've got... We've had earnest conversations with molsters, and there's some stuff has got to move, and some stuff... Um, we've, we're carrying some, as you know, but that's going to stretch us, isn't it? It's not it's not really... You know, we've, we we haven't to be very is—it's because we have the contracts and because it's a—it's a relationship. You have to do these things, but in reality, the answer to the question should be no. I can't do it, but you don't do that to your best customers, do you? No, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, but no, I'm—I—I I think, I mean, if 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 this drought kicks back in again, um, and we have a disastrous, very small harvest, then this will seem like a very strange, stupid podcast. But. Um, you have to think what if about every conceivable. But did, I had a grower in
2: the conversation this morning that said to me if the rain hadn't come last week, and he had, I think, 17 mil over the course of the week, which is ideal, but he said uh, had that not come, he thinks his winter barley would have would have carked it almost. He said it was just... What's
1: carked it mean? Mm-hmm. Carked it. Given up the ghost, had enough. Is that in the dictionary? Probably. Carked. Yeah. C-A-R-K-E-D. You've not heard that one. No. Someone carking it. Yeah, I, I was hoping to have, um, for VE Day, I was hoping to contact Murray Ferguson and have him on. Because Murray is our oldest farmer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he can recount lots of There's memories. A top and, guy, Murray. It, absolutely. Uh, and, and a military man in his past, yeah. although more slightly post war um but that's one for the future i didn't want to go and get him there he's um he's uh he's brilliant he runs i don't
2: know if the listeners don't know but he runs really old kit i mean i, I don't think his cab's got it his common's got a cab on it has it no but he does it all himself and he's how old would you say what's murray no. 90, i don't know he's 90 isn't he? um I he think. comes into office and he seems sort of as a fiddle in these uh, one of the
1: nicest guys around. Hopefully, we can draw him on some of his his uh, Cold War experiences and some of his uh, you know mm. some of his actual espionage type conversations because it's just fabulous. But he'll he, mm. you know needs to know and all that. He might he might have to karate chop me, but no. I, so we we we're missing out in the sense of celebrating VE Day because let's face it, our any generation since then has had it with jam on haven't we i'm yeah. just delighted it's taken 58 years for there to to be a pandemic because up to this point i've never had to worry about it but it, no no war no yeah. nothing has affected us we've just been able to do what the hell we like yeah and um you go back just 75 years you know, 17 years before i was born they were celebrating ve day and Wow, that, that you can't imagine the the relief, the joy, the not worrying about bombers coming and taking your house out. My dad told stories about the they had a a fake airfield on their on their farm at home Hale, and uh, so at night they would light it up and okay. uh, try and tempt the bombers to come and oh. you know, which in itself is like bringing bombs close to where you yeah, live. Yeah, 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 um, and yeah, it's, it, but. Uh, and I think my his his uncle George is is in one of the books. He was the the local man who organised the home guard, the home home guard, okay. and they had a phenomenal setup of things that they did, the little places they dug out, and the and the the spetic mortar posts they put in, and they were ready, and they had ammunition and guns hidden uh, in secret okay. places. So if the Germans had invaded, they would have been, you know, out there. Yeah. Um, and actually having to face a tank yeah. <laughs> and well trained professional soldiers, and they would have done it. Takes you back to that sort of like dad's army image, which well, is... This is the whole point, isn't yeah. it? That is dad's army, isn't it? Yeah. Pike. Well, that was <laughs> <laughs> actually Webby isn't Pike, just for the record. <laughs> Webby, Josh is Pike, but Webby is, is Sergeant Wilson. He is so Sergeant <laughs> Wilson. Would you mind awfully if you just stood in line, men? <clears throat> and I am Captain Mannering. No <laughs> just get it wrong all the time. Blush for an egotistical little git that I am. You know, bit common. he's a bit posh. It's, it's the classic. And as I say, Josh's Pike. Um, Wasn't it filmed near your um near yeah, your home at home? I got all their autographs. Yeah. Every one of the key members, they filmed it in Bressingham.
2: It's still, I've got to say, it's timeless, actually, Dad's Army. I still quite enjoy it. I think it, it's... Brilliant. Good, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It, it it the the trick is the social observation. Captain Mannering, working class, gets to be bank manager, and his number two mm-hmm. is is Webby I mean Sergeant <laughs> Wilson, who is Posh. And he's like, you know, he just doesn't get it. So whenever there's a, a, a brigadier or someone comes on the scene, Wilson knows him instantly from school days and, and Manning's I mean, kind of trying to assert himself and be in charge all the time, which is just like me, isn't it? You like, <laughs> know, i got be in charge, right? <laughs> Come on, men! Um, but, yeah, I, I just try to think who, the, um, who would we put in as... Uh, what would Ollie be? Oh, good question mr godfrey <laughs>
2: <laughs> jones who'd be jones which is jones is jones the, the wheeler one who's always, dealer always,
1: he's always last on parade he's the one who goes oh, to the ob- get, yeah, yeah yeah attention yeah. And, they all go, and then he's yeah, out, that. and he comes about a second later which was the um, don't like it up him, mr
2: this is it? the uh the wheeler dealer sort of um uh walker walker that's it that's ben isn't
1: it yeah yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't ginger. I get that, but you know, he's like, you know, how oh, much for that? Then you know, yeah. you better throw in a couple of them. And uh, yeah, that's that's without that. Who would Joe be? Tr- Fraser. It was a dark, dark <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I'd, yeah, probably Fraser. We need we need more staff to fit with the the, yeah. the, the uh, Dad's Army crew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah no, but back to back to the day and and you know we as a as a country have lived in peace uh, in on our on our mm. land all that time. Um, I don't foresee a war coming up unless Donald really does something dumb and we support them. But yeah, it's is we've just had it with jam on, haven't we? Um, yeah. And this pandemic's kind of made people realise that you do have to give a bit or suffer a bit because we haven't had to. I haven't in my lifetime had to, mm. for which I'm grateful. I'm sure everyone else who's listening is as well. Mm. So anyway, that's one for the future. Murray, We'll have Murray on uh, and, and a spot of reminiscing And uh, as soon as we're allowed to go and speak to him from a distance. So with that, should we, should we just crack a beer? Yeah, good idea. Right. right, Ian, so what have you managed to pour out properly this time?
2: Uh, it's, um, I can't pronounce this, is it Harvestown? Harvest Down Brewery, uh, and it's a beer called Bitter and Twisted. It's golden ale, good name. Um, What's that make you think of? Scot- <laughs> Scottish, uh, <Wilson. clears throat> Scottish brewed, uh, 4.2%. Zesty, aromatic citrus. Do you think your Scottish brood is the bitter and twisted bit? <laughs> <laughs> any, we haven't got, got any Scottish I've listeners I've got some Scott, Scottish blood in me. Have you? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, you haven't you? Yeah.
2: McCallum. It's one of your middle names, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. One of your fifteen middle names. Yeah, McCallum. Saint and sinner in one bottle. Crystal malt for sweetness. Aromatic fruit from the hops and oats to give the brew some body. It's
1: very nice to be drinking beer with you, Webby. So I'm going to have yeah. a good old glug of it. Mm. That's fantastic. It's really nice drinking beer. Yeah. It's, is it just the fact we're drinking beer, or is it? It I've seems so long
2: since uh, since lockdown. I haven't my beer consumption's wine, gone wine, down, didn't
1: I? Wine with the wife. I've
2: been drinking a lot. I'm probably drinking more, but I'm drinking gin. Are you really? Yeah, but it's nice to have a beer. Mm. Mm. That's great.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. That makes me want to go out even more and have a beer. So, when when do you think the pubs will be back open, Andrew? What's your Um, June. Yeah. Late June. I think we'll be able to do some sort of outside bar type things, you know. So the, we- the Weatherspoons man
2: who was um uh I forget what his name is, but he was in um in the papers where he was saying eleventh of June he was planning on opening up. So okay. it's quite early.
1: Well? Yeah, I look, I, I I think there's some pubs with big beer gardens with it, if they had a system in place. You could, you could. I think people are going to get more confident. And this, in this county, we have not got the deaths. Yeah. People have been very, very grown up about their social distancing, and you know. So, I think, I think it's if you suddenly got a whole load of people catching. I mean, certainly, it would, it would, if one of us caught it, it would, it would, we'd all change our tune. But yeah, it just doesn't seem to be around us, does it? No, I think Norfolk. You've had a few cases. In the countryside around, countryside around, living in the countryside. Yeah statistically, is the place to live. Yeah, that I, I expect Boris to actually make an announcement about my podcast on Sunday, saying that, that Doing grain will be allowed to start interviewing uh, new uh, and different uh, individuals for their podcast as from next week due to the high demand of, uh, of interest. Which is fair enough. Have a good week. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewingrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter we are at Dewing Grain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by Tin Shed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio.